And we're back with a full preview for two big fights this weekend. And they're two really big, massive fights. And usually I hate when this happens, but this time it's going to be during different times. Uh, so we'll be able to watch both. Brian, which one are you more excited about? That's, that's, come on. Like, <laughs> I'm very excited about both, though. I think Katie yeah. Taylor and, and Chantel Cameron is getting super slept on mm -hmm. and i don't like that they're on the same day i wish one of them was last week so that it could stand out a little bit more or next week or next actually next week will probably be better because last week uh was decent and there was a lot of noise about roly romero getting a world title he probably didn't deserve but very much looking forward to both fights but Devin haney vasile lovachenko we've been anticipating this for a couple months now we already did a couple segments what if Devin haney wins what if Vasily Lomachenko wins, and we do plan on doing a quick recap early next week about the fights. Uh, we both are very busy with work this weekend, <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're not going to be able to do it live, but at the top of next week, we'll have something uh, on that. But look, I'm looking forward to both fights. It's not often you get two undisputed championship fights on the same day. Crazy. You know what? Let's get right into it. Yeah. Yeah, so this fight being super slept on, Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron. This is for the undisputed super lightweight titles, 140 pounds. Katie Taylor, obviously heading into this one, is the favorite. But Brian, how do you see this one playing out? Her first fight in Ireland also. Um, and being from Ireland, like I, that, that kind of surprised me a little bit. But a lot of her fights have been in England and whatnot. And, you know, obviously she's fought at at Madison Square Garden and in Barclays Center multiple times. But this is a huge, huge fight. Her moving up in weight and fighting Chantel Cameron, who's clearly the best at 140. And this is not a gimme to have. Like, this is not your classic hometown fight <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where no. it's some where it, this isn't John Ryder, no disrespect, for example, right? We kind of thought Canelo would blow through John Ryder. That didn't happen, but he did win uh, considerably. I don't think this is going to be that. But listen, Katie Taylor. Uh, has put together one of the best resumes in boxing and in women's boxing. Now, some people may say, us included, that Amanda Serrano decision could have gone the other way. Um, and Katie Taylor has also just sort of fought through a couple other very close decisions in her career, one of them being against Delphine Pursun. And then you also have, I believe, there was one against Natasha Jonas that yeah. was close, awfully close. It was a unanimous decision, but yeah, I'm looking at it right now. 96-95, 96-95, 96-94. And I thought Jonas could have gotten a draw there, but it was damn close. But still, this is a great fight. And this is the rare sort of 50-50 fight, like betting-wise, or just about yes. in terms of boxing, right? And she's moving up in weight. And Chantel Cameron, she's going to have the power advantage, probably the size advantage. And uh, this is her natural weight class. But look, I'm looking forward to this, Chantel. Like, we don't, we again, we don't often get these undisputed lightweight championship matches on the same day. We're about to talk about another one as well. But, you know, Katie Taylor was supposed to fight Amanda Serrano. That's not happening yet. Amanda Serrano is going to fight Heather Hardy later this year. And Katie Taylor's got a, a massive uh, title shot on her hands in Ireland. Yeah, that's the thing about it is it's in her hometown, right? To her backyard. So when you think about it, a lot more pressure for Katie Taylor than you would think for girl like Chantal Cameron who this is her natural weight class and she's been the king of it the queen of it 
of this weight class. And well, there's know. a movie called The Women King, The Woman King that came. Hey, out that's last what I'm year. saying. Exactly, you it was know, pretty like... fire. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? It was a fire. I movie. heard it was good. I did not. I, you know, you're I'm not, not a movie. You're not a movie guy. I Documentaries. Like you know, what I'm saying comedies, video games, movies are like kind of down on the list. You know what I mean? What I'm trying to say is Chantel Cameron <laughs> has been killing this weight class, and she's actually coming off a really impressive win against Jessica McCaskill, and that was actually a fight that I scored really close. I had it 96, 94. I gave it to Chantel Cameron, but I think she's extremely underrated coming into this fight. And she's also the underdog and we're going to get into betting in just a moment. But yeah, I mean, she's a really good body puncher, nasty liver shots. I like how she can fight on the inside and fight on the outside. She also does have pop on her punches. So yeah, the power advantage goes to Chantel Cameron as well. And in this fight, I think against Katie Taylor, she has to keep her hands busy because what we know about Katie Taylor is, you know, her work rate is probably going to be higher than someone like Chantal Cameron. And when you think about toughness, mental toughness, and what they've both gone through, I kind of give the edge over to Katie Taylor just because all that went into Amanda Serrano and all the hype that went into it. Like that was a really, really big, massive platform that they fought on at MSG and so when it comes to mental toughness, I kind of give the edge to Katie Taylor because I actually believe that she also has the better resume. And that's just me saying, looking at the resume, I give the edge over to, of course, Katie Taylor. But I also think Katie Taylor's been rocked before. I'm not saying she got dropped, but even in that Amanda Serrano fight, I was like, whoa, did yeah. her knees buckle? So yeah. thinking about the power advantage that Chantal Cameron has and the fact that we've seen Katie Taylor's knees actually buckle before just keep that in mind she's never been dropped but it's something to also keep in mind that hey you know what she's not someone that can't be dropped it just seems like she's really tough and she recovers really really fast in, in those moments which i think has to be taken into consideration and then you talk about the speed advantage that goes over to katie taylor as well mm -hmm. she's also really accurate with her punches my favorite punch from her is her nasty left hook but at times, and I've mentioned this before when she was fighting Amanda Serrano, sometimes she leaves her body exposed. And we know that Chantel Cameron is a good body puncher. So I think that's where she might get work. But that's kind of my breakdown of the fight, Brian. Were there any last thoughts before we get into the whole Money Be Green section of it? It's worth noting that Cameron has the youth here. Um, she is a few years younger than Katie Taylor. She has a, also a meaningful height and reach advantage, which is interesting because Katie Taylor is, I think, an expert counterpuncher also. Um, and she's somebody who is going to be able to use her speed here. But Tensel Cameron has three inches on her in terms of height, 5'8 versus 5'5. And then the reach is 69 inches as opposed to 66 for Katie Taylor. And I think Cameron is going to try to use that and use the strength to her advantage, as you mentioned, fight on the inside, perhaps. But I think there's there's a room for her to even fight on the outside as well because of those uh, physical advantages. You want yeah, to jump in I here? Don't, I don't think Katie Taylor actually wants to bang on the inside. Like, we've seen her struggle when she wants to bang on the inside. She likes fighting from a distance. But the thing about yep. Chantel Cameron, if she ends up trying to make this a fight on the inside, I totally give the edge to her. But the thing about it is she can fight on the outside too. Like that's how good she really is. So that's why I think this is such a 50-50 fight. It could go either way and the odds actually reflect that. And so that's where we're going to get into Money Be Green. This is where we're going to let you know the best bets for this fight and how we're going to be betting. Like money, motherfucker. Money be green. Money feel like money. That shit look green to you. 
All right, on the money line, it looks like Vegas kind of has this a 50-50 fight as well. They got Katie Taylor a minus 180. Chantal Cameron is the underdog at plus 140. But just looking at that line there, Brian, it seems like, yeah, they're kind of thinking this fight could kind of go either way because it's not like Chantal Cameron is a huge underdog. And they're also telling you that they think Katie Taylor is going to win this fight on points, which she's done 16 times in her 22 fights of her career, right? So she's minus 135 to win on points. Chantel Cameron, though, has a shorter sort of edge to win by knockout at plus 750, which I found very interesting. The books do not think Katie Taylor is going to win this fight by knockout. In fact, you have about the same odds as your, you know, the same odds on betting a draw that you do with Katie Taylor knockout. Those are both plus 1400. Chantel Cameron to win by knockouts plus 750. Now, Katie Taylor is obviously somebody who's never been knocked out, never lost. But as you mentioned, leaves her body open. What if the body punches accumulate? What if age just shows? Katie Taylor is, I believe, 36 at this point of her career, right? And again, a lot of times in boxing, as you're sort of aging out, I'm not saying Katie Taylor is, but just in general, as you're sort of aging out, people who beat you, younger, bigger, and stronger. And Chantel Cameron has all those things in this uh, sort of fight, in this advantage, right? But ultimately for me, my knee-jerk reaction, which I'm going to get to in the next fight as well in terms of knee-jerk reaction bets, as <laughs> soon as this got announced, Katie Taylor by decision was the one that popped into my head. It's just the safest bet here. And while I think it's going to be a very close fight because of everything we mentioned and Cameron's just ability to both fight inside and out, having those physical advantages um, and being able to body punch, right? And yeah. being able to maybe limit Katie Taylor's movement by going to the body and perhaps doing that early and establishing those body shots. But I ultimately think that Katie Taylor's skill wins out. And I also think in a close fight, let's be real, this is in Ireland. <laughs> it's boxing and, and, and it's boxing. You know, and like I'm not saying that they'll they'll conspire on behalf of Katie Taylor. I'm not gonna you know, that may be a bridge too far for me. This isn't going to be a Tony Weeks and Roly Romero potential situation. No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was ridiculous. That was pretty, that was pretty crazy. But, you know, I mean, listen, we were talking on phone yesterday about just Oscar De La Hoya randomly and, you know, the, the buzz when he fought in L.A. and what the fans would be like when he would throw flurries, some of which didn't even land, <laughs> and that potentially influencing the judges. I know as a Puerto Rican, when Miguel Cotto uh, fought, uh, in New York City or in Puerto Rico. Same thing with Felix Trinidad. Listen, you get a little bit louder for a jab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you saw this even at Madison Square Garden play out. Like, yes, there was a large Puerto Rican contingent. Hello, we out there. But there was a lot of Irish fans, a lot of Katie Taylor supporters in that. A arena. lot. That, there yeah. was, I couldn't tell if it was 50-50 or more Katie Taylor supporters. It was wild. I wish I was at that fight. Yeah, yeah. And the... I have a story about that, but we won't get to that on air. Cause I, I think I know about that story. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I know about that story, but anyways, it'll piss that's... me off reliving it, but that's fine. Um, but anyway, I think ultimately Katie Taylor's skill wins out here. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's done yet at this elite level at all. I think it'll be exciting to see her fighting in Ireland too. I think that's going to give her a little energy as well. But I also think that, Listen, the crowd is going to be in the palm of her hand, everything she does. And as long as she boxes well and has a classic Katie Taylor performance, she should win this. Though I do probably expect to see one or two 96-94 scorecards because I'm expecting yes. a close fight. I'm expecting an extremely close fight where I could even see it being a draw. And that's something that I might want to sprinkle on. Actually, Brian, what is the odds for a draw, if you don't mind looking that up for me? Because that's Plus something... 
hundred. Ooh, okay. So that's something that I might want to sprinkle on just because I think this fight is so evenly matched. I think they're both going to have really good moments, but I think Katie Taylor, because it is in her backyard and that could go two ways, right? It could either be that the pressure really gets to you and it's way too much for you, or you thrive in that moment. I think Katie Taylor is going to thrive in that moment because of everything that we've seen from her, from what she's done in her career. But I also think that she's going to stick and move. She's really good at figuring out the distance. She's good at controlling the distance. Sometimes I feel like she starts off a bit stiff, but then she gets into a rhythm and then it's like dangerous. It's like, you know, Katie Taylor gets into a zone and then she starts going. Um, I think Chantal Cameron is going to have some big moments, but I think it actually comes down to work rate. I think Katie Taylor's speed is going to be that huge advantage and she's going to be landing nasty combos, that nasty left hook. And I think Chantal Cameron, in order to win this fight, she's going to have to like throw more obviously, and use the double jab. She's going to have to throw the double jab a lot more in this fight. And against Katie Taylor, who's going to be sticking and moving, like, I really want to see how Chantal Cameron is going to use her size to her advantage in this fight. Because if she does, and if her work rate is a little bit higher, because we know she's going to be throwing power punches, because when Chantal Cameron actually throws power punches, she's throwing it with power, everything kind of with power. And, you know, with Katie Taylor, you're going to see her be a little bit more elusive and have a high work rate and use that speed. So that's why I think it's going to be really close. I think it goes to the scorecards and it's going to be 96-94 to Katie Taylor. And she's now, going to end by unanimous decision. That's how I have it on FanDuel. When I last looked, it was a minus 135, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. Katie Taylor on points, yeah. So we have the same thing. Now, before we get out of here, because we have another fight to talk about. I want to throw a couple specials at you, boxing specials. These are also on FanDuel, and they actually do a good job with this. DraftKings is some as well, but we'll stick with FanDuel's here because they generally have more options. And we did this last time, and look, if there were a couple of them that kind of played out <laughs> with the Gervonta Davis, Ryan Garcia car, so they're not uh, so uh, sensationalized. This one I like because this goes into what we're talking about, and it's not like crazy, crazy value necessarily, but Katie Taylor to win and round nine to start. Minus 150. If you think Katie Taylor's going to win on points, that's all day. Like, yeah. it's it's not like something that's, you know, in the plus 300s or whatever the case may be, but so be it, right? Here's yeah. probably one that's my favorite that I will probably sprinkle on. Katie Taylor to be knocked down and win Ooh. plus 1400 is interesting to me because, again, moving up in weight, Cameron's body shots, uh, Katie Taylor having been wobbled before. And, you know, this is at plus 1,400. Interestingly enough, Chantel Cameron to get knocked down and win plus 1,800. And again, I... she has shorter odds to win by knockout. So the books are telling you, listen, Cameron could catch her here. I And the thing is, Cameron has real power. Like, she does have power. And she also has more knockouts than Katie Taylor as well. But I just don't, I don't see Katie Taylor being knocked out. I just, I just don't see it happening. But, but I... a sprinkle. Yes, yes. So I've, I'm going to yeah. shut up now because I've been wrong about sprinkles <laughs> as of late. I was um, especially because win on points. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't believe that. I was like, there's no way Canelo's going to, you know, but go into the later defense, rounds against John Ryder. In your defense, we both, we both said sprinkle on Brian Mendoza to knock out Sebastian Fundora, uh, being one example of, you know, one of these times. Because there's been several that we've absolutely nailed, and there's been others that we haven't because it happens. But Katie Taylor plus 1,400 to be knocked down and win 
Look, if you're putting two dollars on that, you're getting about you're getting damn near thirty. You know what I mean? So exactly, <laughs> it's 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 a good sprinkle. I actually like that sprinkle. But the mandatory, we want to know how you're going to be betting this fight. Drop some comments below. Also, if you like the video, if you like the content, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can also uh, stream us if you're going to be listening to this on the audio version. That's on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You got a little bit of time, leave a rate and review. But we got another massive, massive undisputed fight for 135 pounds. Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko. This one everyone's been waiting for. It's happening. We're finally getting fights that we actually want to see, Brian. And this is one of them. How do you have this one going? Speaking of knee-jerk reactions, um, <laughs> listen, as, as soon as the fight got announced, I may have texted you right away. I may I may have said it right away. Devin Haney wins by decision. That was just my sort of knee-jerk reaction. And then I took time to think about it and think about it and really go back and watch Devin Haney versus Jorge Linares mm -hmm. and Vasily Lomachenko versus Jermaine Ortiz and Lomachenko versus uh, Richard Comey, specifically, you know, the latter rounds when he didn't put him away, but probably you know should have earned a stoppage there um Devin Haney versus uh Uriokas Gamboa I went and rewatched that and I'm like yeah Devin Haney's gonna win at some point <laughs> yeah. I just sort of rock with that the entire time and you know I just think that with Devin Haney he has the height advantage he has the reach advantage but it's also like it very much feels like it's time and in Lomachenko I can't get past where You've been had a couple instances recently at the lightweight division where he has not looked as dominant as he did at featherweight or super featherweight, yeah. where it takes a while to get going. I'm not sure you could afford to do that against an expert counterpuncher, one of the best counterpunchers in the sport, who profiles to some as potentially a young Floyd Mayweather in terms of you know fighting style. I don't know if he's going to be that good, but shit, he's on his way to building a great resume, especially if he gets this done. He'll be in the pound for pound list for sure. One that I, I'm not sure he I'm not sure why he's out of it. Ring magazine, but hey, man, like I, I think it's a body of work thing, and he's going to get there if he beats Lomachenko. I think yeah. everyone would acknowledge that. And ultimately, you know, I think that with Devin Haney, he's going to be able to control Lomachenko a little more because of those physical advantages and because of how smart he is. And he's not somebody who's a big time gambler. What I worry about with Devin Haney is. Because here's what happened in the Jorge Linares fight, where the first nine or so rounds, he won about seven or eight of those. Then he gets caught at the end of round 10, a round that uh, I think all the judges had him losing, or definitely a lot of people had him losing anyway. And he gets caught at the end of round 10, and Jorge Linares does like, he's kind of like, like, uh, like sort of lets him walk to the, to the ring yeah. and is pointing at him and just taunting him or whatever the case may be. It was funny. And he legitimately wobbled. He was buckled, like yeah. going back to his corner. What happens, Chantel, if that if that happens, let's say a minute 34 left in a round as opposed to right at the end of the round and he doesn't have that extra minute to recover? Well, another – okay, so I remember watching that fight and I remember Linares giving him some problems in that fight as well. The only thing that I would have to say is that fight was a few years ago and Devin Haney has gotten so much better from that fight. You know, I think it was right after the Gamboa fight that he fought Linares. I could be wrong, but I it was very early on. It was a few years ago. And I just think what we've seen from Devin Haney since, because listen, George Cambosis Jr. put on a really good performance against Teofimo Lopez. And right, and he has a little bit of pop. He has a little bit of pop. Like, let's give him a little bit of credit Te here. Te Teofimo Lopez, as we talked about, also had a 
not a great game plan for that. I mean, he, he came in there and was like, yo, I'm going to knock him out. Right. That's literally <laughs> what happened. Way I don't even know. Personally or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was like, I'm going to knock him out. And it, it didn't happen. And that's a different story for a different time. Maybe when we talk about Tia Lopez and Josh Taylor. Mm. However, I just think from what we've seen from Devin Haney since that fight, he's gotten way better, man. And even his defense has gotten better. You mentioned Money Mayweather, that shoulder roll D. That reminds me of Money Mayweather. And I just think the way that he fought, like the way he moves around the ring. Now, a lot of people kind of thought Devin Haney and George Camposis Jr. was a little bit boring at times. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Like the way that his footwork, the way he was able to get out of like the way and stick and move at some times and like land the jab. And that's the thing about this fight, Brian, is as we know, Lomachenko doesn't start off really fast. He kind of likes to download information, start off slow, get into a rhythm. And then like mid rounds, then he starts to go. You can't do that against the guy that's going to establish the jab and land the jab so nicely on you round by round. He's going to kill you with the jab early on right away. He's going to establish the jab. And I think, it's going to be similar to what we've seen Lomachenko do because I'm going to be honest. Yes, he won against Jermaine Ortiz. However, at one point I was like, is Jermaine Ortiz going to beat Lomachenko? Me too. Because <laughs> early on in that fight, Jermaine Ortiz was killing it. And I'm like, Loma has to pick it up. He has to pick it up. And that's what I want to see. Is Loma going to be a little bit more aggressive? Sure, if he wants to take the first two rounds to download information, sure. But he can't start in the sixth round in this fight because <laughs> Devin Haney is going to rack up those points. He's going to mix it up. Not only is he going to be jabbing to your face, but he's going to be getting to the body. He's also an elite body puncher that people don't give him credit for. The only knock on Devin Haney that I think people have is people always says that he he's got pillow fists in the division. That's what they say about him, right? That there isn't any power, but he's still so young. I think he's under 25, if I'm not mistaken. 24. He'll be yeah. 25 later this year. So I don't even think he's grown into like the man that he's supposed to be in the ring. Like he's still going to establish his power later on. He's going to grow into it. But I just think if Lomachenko doesn't start off early, Devin Haney's going to rack up the points. However, I do think at this point in Loma's career, he has something to prove. And I think we might see a different Lomachenko. So a uh, couple questions. One, what do you say to people? Because this has been sort of a common thing from what I've gathered. What do you say to people who think that Devin Haney is going to struggle to establish a jab against the Southpaw? A Southpaw like Lomachenko, who who knows it's coming. And, and has his, nasty footwork. Nasty yes, footwork. Yes. Even though, he, even though he doesn't quite do it as often as earlier, but when he switches angles, he's elite at it. Do you think Devin Haney is going to have trouble establishing a jab in this fight? No, I don't, because everything that I've seen from Devin Haney, the skill, the high IQ, I give the high IQ the edge over to Lomachenko, obviously, due to the experience. But everything that I've seen from Devin Haney, I think you could also argue that, and I've said this before, that he probably has the best jab in the division. He just does it so effortlessly. What about you? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think we're, I think we'll actually see more right hands from Devin Haney in this fight. One, because Vasily Lomachenko is a southpaw, but two, if Lomachenko knows the jab is coming and you're going to have to get creative, right? I also think you may, you raise an interesting point about the body work. I think that's something he's going to need to utilize here uh, to really slow down Lomachenko. But to your point, Lomachenko can't, yeah, you can't wait till round six to get going. No, there was can't. a point that Jermaine Ortiz, Jermaine Ortiz, by the way, who I think, I think that's a blueprint Devin Haney could follow and execute to a higher degree just because he's better and really take the fight over sooner. And again, like with Lomachenko, he's somebody who 
yes, he's gonna he's not gonna start fast. Neither is Devin Haney, but Devin Haney's also not just gonna give up rounds. There are certain yeah. guys who they start off and they download information and they give up rounds in the process. Devin Haney could do all that, but also because he doesn't gamble and can counterpunch you to death, he's not somebody who's just gonna give up rounds. He won damn near every round. I had him winning every round of the George Cambosos fight, I think the second sweep, one. a full sweep. Yeah, that's that's you- how I had it. And the first one, I had him winning all but maybe two rounds, right? Uh, and George Cambosos is, look, he's a very good fighter. Devin Haney's just different, right? Like, it's not it's not like, oh, George Cambosos didn't deserve it or whatever. Like, no, he beat Teofimo Lopez. And Teofimo Lopez, I thought, had a dumb game plan. But the worst. it was credit, it was <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was no game plan. <laughs> that that was the Cambos- game plan. No game plan. <laughs> and George Cambosos took advantage of it. Was able to check. He was the one who remained calm and in the driver's seat and removed his emotions more to the level of Teofimo Lopez, at least had it, and was countering and was doing all those things. And Devin Haney just took him apart across 24 rounds. I thought he won 22 of them. So I just think that Lomachenko, he's just, you know, he's just a little bit older now. He doesn't do the same Lomachenko shit all the time where he's switching angles and then you don't see him and he's at your side. Like Jason Maloney talked to us about when he sparred him. Like it's legit. You know, he's in front of you and then he's here and then he's here. You don't see that as much. And I also think Devin Haney has the facilities to sort of neutralize that a little bit more because yeah. he's just smarter than a lot of the guys Lomachenko's fought against. Okay, so I also want to talk a little bit about Lomachenko before we get into the whole Money Be Green betting preview. We're going to let you know our favorite bets for this fight. The one area where I think Lomachenko could do some damage is because Devin Haney actually does not want to bang with anyone on the inside, right? right? We we saw him struggle a little bit against Jorge Linares and also Jojo Diaz. When he fought Jojo Diaz, Jojo Diaz started to figure him out maybe by like the fourth round and was like, yo, I'm gonna get on, get on the inside. And he gave Devin Haney some problems. So as you know, Lomachenko, yeah, as you know, Lomachenko, he can fight at you from a distance and he can fight on the inside with you. That's how good Lomachenko is. And he moves around really well. The only area where I'm like, I think I'm going to also give the edge to Devin Haney is if you saw after the Jermaine Ortiz fight, when they stood in the ring beside each other, Devin Haney is just physically bigger. Like this guy you talked about, he's probably going to move up to welterweight one day, right? He has to Loma, use his size. Loma called him a heavyweight, I think. Yeah, yeah. Loma was like, you know, um, and and it's interesting because I think Devin Haney's team knows that Loma is probably going to want to bang on the inside, and that's why you've seen on like Blood, Sweat, and Tears. If you've seen both episodes, that they're like Loma's a dirty fighter. I don't think Loma's a dirty fighter at all. I think Devin Haney's team knows that Lomachenko, if he's going to get busy with you on the inside, Devin Haney, he's going to cause some problems for you. So that's my whole thing. If Lomachenko ends up trying to get on the inside and fighting Devin Haney on the inside, I think Devin Haney's going to have some problems. And I think that's where Lomachenko is going to rack up some points. So those are my final thoughts before we get into the betting preview. Brian, any final thoughts before? We let everyone know our favorite bets for this fight. To echo your sentiment, just fundamentally, when you have a five-inch reach disadvantage, yeah, you're going to want to bang on the inside because your opponent is not going to want to allow you to do that, right? And Vasily Lomachenko, that's going to be sort of the advantage. It's not just the angles and the speed, most of which he still has, but it's also being able to find crafting creative ways to get on the inside. If Devin Haney allows that to happen, we're going to have a close fight on our hands, and I think we should have one either way. With that being said, I think it's time to get to the betting preview. Like money, motherfucker. Money be green. Money feel like money. 
that shit look green to you? Nothing beats like playing that twice on one episode. Uh, <laughs> we gotta do this more often. All right, so straight up on the money line, Devin Haney is a minus 280 and Vasily Lomachenko is a plus 215. It looks like the line has changed. So Devin Haney, a minus 260 and Vasily Lomachenko is a plus 215 straight up on the money line. To be honest, taking a look at those odds there, Brian, I think Vegas is disrespecting Lomachenko because I actually think he has a very good chance in this fight. If you remember, because we talked about this when it broke a little bit, I don't remember if it was on or off the show, but look, this was closer before. Haney was like a minus, I want to say 170, 80 uh, around and I, the time. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that on the money line. You know what I mean? Because yeah. this tells me that they just have Devin Haney as a huge favorite. And so well, we're going to get into that plus 215. But I mean, if, if, if you want to sprinkle on that for Loma to win, if you think there's a chance, those are some very good odds. Yeah, and look, and if you were a Loma supporter and were just waiting for the line to grow, then props to you because that grew. Uh, this was not this big before, and I, I think just a lot of money is coming on Devin Haney because of a lot of things we're talking about. The physical advantages, the youth, it being maybe his time, and Lomachenko just kind of slowing down a little bit, although I think we should give some credit to guys like Jermaine Ortiz and guys like Teofimo Lopez. I think Jermaine Ortiz in a different era of lightweight could be a world champion. You know what I mean? Like he's that good, but like there's Shakur Stevenson, there's Shavante Davis, there's Devin Haney, there's other guys in the division. And it's like, you know, Ryan Garcia uh, was a lightweight at one point, you know, like yeah. there's, there's just a lot, a lot of that division right now, but Jermaine Ortiz is still young enough. And maybe he pulls it off. But anyway, um, regarding this fight, my pick, if you want to get right into it, it was Devin Haney by decision when it got announced it's Devin Haney by decision now, minus 155. Um, there was a time where this was like minus 125, minus 130-something or whatever the case may be. So hopefully you jumped at the opportunity. But as soon as the fight was announced, this was my knee-jerk reaction because of all the things we talked about and how skilled Devin Haney is. And I, I just really respect – I think he has a top 10 or so ring IQ in boxing right now, which – to say that about somebody who's at 24 years old, like that could sound like a, a grandiose statement. Let's also remember he turned pro really early and that was after a nice amateur career. So I think Devin Haney wins this by decision. I think it's a close decision. I think we might get a 115, 113, probably get yeah. a 116, 112. But ultimately, I just think he's going to have uh, Lomachenko at bay. He's going to be able to work the body a little bit and slow down Lomachenko throughout the course of the fight. And I think Lomachenko turns it on late. I do. I, I still think he turns it on late, gets it going. But I don't think he quite gets enough rounds to really turn this fight in his favor. But, you know, Lomachenko, if you think he's going to win and if you do props, because like I very much think he can win this fight. It's yeah. not my pick or my knee-jerk reaction, but if Lomachenko wins, I wouldn't be totally stunned. It's not every time in boxing that the younger, bigger guy, you know, comes along and just knocks off somebody else who's just older. We saw, we saw, uh, we've seen other instances where the older fighter has been able to be like, hey, no, 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 this shit, this shit isn't yours yet. One famous example being Floyd Mayweather, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez was a little too early to get to Floyd Mayweather, and then Floyd Mayweather picked them apart, even though one judge <laughs> scored that a draw. Um, but Lomachenko to win on points is plus 330. That's an interesting sprinkle. You could actually play it both ways if you really want to. Uh, and Lomachenko to win by knockout plus 800. If you saw the Jorge Linares sort of knocking, uh, not knocking down, but uh, stunning and wobbling Devin Haney, yeah. and you think that's something Lomachenko could try to exploit, um, 
And if you think there's something there, then so be it. The books don't think Devin Haney's going to win by knockout, though. That's plus 700. They don't see a knockout either way. Nope. They think this is going to the cars, Shanta. Yeah, I don't see a knockout either. I don't think Devin Haney knocks out a guy like Vasily Lomachenko. I actually think this is going to be a pretty close fight, but I do think that Devin Haney right away is going to be able to establish the jab. I also think he is going to use the right hand a little bit and he's going to mix it up because that's what Devin Haney does. And he's going to use his size to his advantage. I think by the mid rounds, like classic Loma, he's going to start to pick it up probably in the sixth round, because that's what we've seen Lomachenko to do. And I think he's also going to have some success. I think he's going to try to bang with Devin Haney on the inside. And it might be something like that Jorge Linares fight where he kind of even gets him on the ropes. Because there's one thing that Lomachenko knows how to do, and that's cut off the ring. Right? So he might be able to because his footwork is immaculate. But I just think Devin Haney is going to be able to do Devin Haney things. And at the end of the day, he's going to have more points than Loma because he's going to start earlier than Loma. So I could see this fight being 115, 113, uh, 116, 112. And I probably think it's going to go like that. I think two judges are going to have 115, 113, and the yep. other judge is going to have 116, 112. That's how I think it's going to go. And yep. I think it's going to be in favor to Devin Haney. But I would not be surprised at all if Lomachenko won this fight. I just think this is Devin Haney's time. And this is kind of him just establishing him for sure on that pound for pound list because everyone talks about how maybe his resume isn't up to par, but he's undisputed. And this would be his biggest win to have a guy like Lomachenko on your resume. That's massive. That's why I really don't ever say anything bad about Teofimo Lopez because he did it essentially in Lomachenko's prime. However, Loma was hurt. We all know about that. He had some shoulder issue, but nonetheless, Teofimo Lopez beat him. But this is not about Teofimo Lopez. This <laughs> Next is month will be. Uh, yes, and obviously we have a lot to say about him. But uh, for Kevin <laughs> Haney, um, I just think that he's too skilled. He's going to use his size to his advantage, and he's going to really mix it up. I don't think we give enough credit to Devin Haney on the body work that he does. He's actually an elite body puncher. But when Loma does close the gap, and Loma will close the gap because he's Lomachenko, he's going to give Devin Haney some problems, but I think it's going to go to the scorecards, and that's why I'm going to roll with Devin Haney by decision, just like Brian, at minus 155. However, if you do believe Lomachenko can get this W, I would sprinkle, I would just bet straight up on the money line. Or you could even bet with Loma by decision because that's how Plus he would win. I don't think Lomachenko is going to knock out a guy like Devin Haney. I just don't think that's going to happen. But Maybe. I do think if Loma does win, you could just take him by decision. And plus 330, there's some really good odds there. I might even sprinkle on that, but probably not because I really think Devin Haney's going to win. I'm not going to lie to yeah. you. Like, it's one of those things where it's like I want to sprinkle on Loma because you know, I'm a fan of Loma and we've seen Loma for such a long time. But I just think he was way better at 126 and 130. And it's just Devin Haney's time. So I'm not going to buy. You know what? I might, I might just sprinkle on the money line. Maybe $2. Maybe $2 straight up on the money line. Like, what's $2, right? Because I think if, if Loma does get on the inside, he is going to cause Devin some problems. Because Devin, he doesn't want any smoke on the inside. I think uh, I, my sprinkle will probably be Lomachenko on points because that's plus 330 and you just get more juice there. Some of the other bets I'm looking at because I'm going through the specials. Devin Haney to win in round 11 to start, minus 185. Not a ton of value there, but that's something that probably will happen, <laughs> you know, yeah. based on how we think this fight's going to go. If you think Lomachenko's going to win on points, you could obviously take him on points plus 330. You could also take him plus 280 for Lomachenko to win in round 11 to start. 
Um, a lot of good value for Loma. A, a lot of good value there for Look, Loma. If that's more, if you think Lomachenko is going to get a, a late stoppage, you could also bet him by knockout. I wouldn't do that. Here's an no. interesting one though, because we we haven't we we don't think there's going to be a knockout in this fight, but one plus knockdowns in this fight plus three fifty. Is that worth it? I- I don't Look, think so. It, it, I, I, anything, anything can happen in this sport. Still, it, you it's know? it's true. It's true. And, and Lomachenko both, has been dropped by Jorge Linares, who's actually rocked both of these dudes before. Yeah, and uh, Lomachenko ended up winning that fight, though. It was immaculate. Like it was an immaculate TKO performance, for, man. It was. But here's the thing. I just think. I don't think either of these guys are going to be dropped. I think it's just going to be like a beautiful performance from both of them. <laughs> like that's. I think we're just going to see boxing at its finest. Um, between these two guys in the ring. And I think Loma is going to pick it up in the later rounds, but that's going to be his Achilles heel. He has to start earlier. Um, and if he does and he bangs with Devin on the inside, hey, I could even see this being a draw. And I said draw twice, but you never know because they like Loma in Vegas. I, I could I could totally see. I'm going to look to see if, uh, if I could. Because who wouldn't want to see this fight again? I would. I, would, I Like if, if there was like a rematch, you know, if it was a draw, like who wouldn't want to see that? You know what? I'm going to get to, I'm going to get back to a draw in a second. I'm gonna, actually, okay. let's do that. Let's do, let's that, do that now. Let's do that now. Because uh, I actually do want to see this. So a draw for Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko is plus 1600. I'd sprinkle on that, baby. I, I would because I also could very, very much see this being a majority decision as opposed to a unanimous decision in Devin Haney's favor. Like you get your 114, 114, then you get a 116, 112, maybe another yeah. 116, 112, or 115, 113 if there are no knockdowns. Uh, this is an interesting one. I just want to throw this out there. This is plus 10,000, but I actually don't think it's that ridiculous. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous, but who knows? Devin Haney to win on points and both fighters to be knocked down. <laughs> That's why it's plus ten thousand. <laughs> okay, it's that's that's crazy. That's not one that I could talk you into. Okay, fine. But I agree when you say like I expect this to be a beautiful performance as well. I think this is going to be high level boxing. Um, these are two of my favorite guys to watch. Yeah, and I think Devin Haney, uh, not just has next but has now. He's that good, and I think for Lomachenko. I would just like to see him put forth a great performance because he's clearly like getting to that point in his career. I don't think he's going to hang around like super long, yeah. but he's getting to that point in his career where it's like, all right, how many more big fights is Lomachenko uh, going to have left? Because as a pro, he came out the gate. He was fighting for a world title, his second fight. So it feels like we've been watching him for a long time and he had the 400 fight amateur career and is somebody who's in his mid thirties now. So you wonder how much longer this is going to be. So this could be his last chance. At a world title, we don't know that, but you know, I, I don't want to take for granted the fight we're about to see because I think in terms of a tactical fight, this could be the fight of the year. And I yes. like that they're actually hyping it up uh, on social media as like this chess match because I feel like it makes a ton of sense. Love it. And you know what? I actually think Loma's hearing everything everyone's saying about him getting older Agreed. and how it's Devin's time. And I bet you that's pissing him off. The one thing I do want to say is if you've seen, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's probably like, cause he doesn't feel like he's finished, right? Like Loma doesn't feel that. But I also think like, we've seen a lot of blood, sweat and tears. We've seen it like the press conferences, like Devin Haney talking all this smack. Devin Haney's a nice guy. I don't buy it. I think he likes Loma and I think Loma likes him. And they're just two really good guys. Like you can just tell that. 
And so every time they're talking smack to each other, I just don't buy it. And I'm like, just get in the ring, guys. Just stop the nonsense. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're just they're just nice guys, and you can tell. So it's it's also hard because you want both of them to win, but you know that can't be the outcome for this one. And so yeah, leaning towards Devin, I think it's his time and. Honestly, we talk about the face of boxing and Devin's one of those guys that's in that running along with Javante Tank Davis, along with Shakur Stevenson. Like we're in a very good era and it seems like these guys actually want to fight each other, right? Like we just saw Tank and Ryan, we're seeing Devin and Loma and I think we got to give Devin props for taking this fight. I, I don't think we give him enough credit, man, especially what he did against George Cambosas in Australia, the way he won his undisputed belts. This is something we got to give him credit for. He's not afraid to fight anybody. And I think we need to give him credit for that. That's something he mentioned on first take with Stephen A. Smith this morning. The last thing I will say um, about this fight is I don't think that the winner will have a hard time getting an opponent after this because Shakur Stevenson is right there and waiting. <laughs> and that's and that's another blockbuster fight. And that that's super exciting to me because I feel like I feel like uh Bob Aram just talked about like the reasons why the interview came out, reasons why he doesn't want to do Shakur Stevenson, Gervonta Davis right now. Um and you know basically talked around what I think is the real yeah. reason, which is that Shakur Stevenson is waiting online next for the winner of this fight, which Blockbuster, as you said, can't wait for that. But looking forward to a great fight weekend. We have two undisputed championship bouts. Let us know what you think is going to happen, as Chantel uh, would deliver at this part of the show. She's going to yeah, do better than I just did. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, follow us at the Mandatory TKO, <laughs> though. Subscribe to our show. Like our video. Thank you so much for everyone that's rocking with us and everyone that's not rocking with us uh, and leaving comments that we're not really messing with. We appreciate you, too, because like Joe Budden said, I got a couple of haters and I got to acquire a few more. That's what I'll leave you with here today. Brian, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Subscribe to the channel. Uh, we need your support. And uh, don't be a dick. Uh, yeah, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>